You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Salutations, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. Maybe some Fox, too. That's right. This is the DCAST. This week, we have in game box office updates. We're going to be talking about all the new trailers. We're talking about Aladdin since we did not record last week. Also, we have Brooke here, who is a former Disney cast member, who will be talking about Galaxy's Edge, that, and much more on this week's episode of Wait For It, the DCAST. Hey there, everybody. Welcome. This is, of course, Andy, and thank you so much for joining us here this week on the DCAST. We have so much in store for you. Before we do that, I want to thank two amazing people. First of all, Rogue City Comics in the great city of Woo. Medford, Oregon. Thank you so much to Stephen and Jamie for hosting the DCAST week after week, opening up your store, giving us a nice little ambiance to record. So a round of applause for Stephen and Jamie of Rogue City Comics. Yeah, if you Rogue are in Southern Comics. Oregon, make sure you come down here, check them out. People are always traveling through. If you're on I-5, if you're at Disneyland, just go up I-5 for about 11 hours. Hours and you'll you'll find it. So it's fine. Also, we've said in the past that they they, they do orders. They, they don't have those capabilities. That, that was our bad. That was our bad. <laughs> Everyone who called and said, oh, we want to order stuff from you and won their website, we're sorry. Um, that was our bad, we assumed. So, but if you're in the area, Stop buy stuff. Buy. I just bought stuff today. I bought uh, a, a Disney game and I bought some comic books for my kids. So yeah, awesome stuff. Also, I want to make sure we give a huge shout out to one of our sponsors. Not officially yet. We haven't signed the papers, but it's happening. Um, <laughs> we, we, I have the papers. I haven't had a look at it. I'm graduating film school in a week and a half. I'm trying my best here. Um, Sarah Forga with Ears of Experience. If you want someone to do an amazing job of planning your Disney trip, whether it's Adventures by Disney, whether it's a Disney cruise, whether it's Walt Disney World, or the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, talk to Sarah Forga at Ears of Experience. She is amazing. She will put this trip together for you. And it's not going to cost you any more than if you did it yourself through the Disney website. It's, 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 it's They already have a profit structure and like all that worked into the cost that you pay. So you get someone planning your trip for you. If you just don't want to deal with it, she'll handle it. So make sure you check her out. Uh, all that information for Rogue City Comics for Sarah Forget Ears of Experience are in the description of this or just Google. With that, Chris, how are you doing today? <laughs> Fantastic. How are you doing, sir? Why are you laughing? I don't get this. Because you're all hands, and I love it. All hands. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. It's so good. I'm using my YouTuber voice. Hey there, guys. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and hey yeah, hit that like button. And I want to want to give a shout-out to David, who's not here. Yes, David. David. And his daughter, uh, Maya, who is graduating. Yes. Plus, plus my right buddy. Right now. Yeah, yes, my yes, buddy yes, Dylan yes. Kerr is also graduating, and of course our own host Andy, who will be graduating shortly. I'm graduating film school. Yes, that's right. I'm be right. making movies All the class now. Class of 2019. Nice. Congratulations, yes. guys! It's only my second time graduating college. It's fine. Hey, <laughs> two times more than most. <laughs> that's right. So, and I have twice the student <clears throat> debt now. <That's> right. <laughs> Disney, please talk to me. I want to make documentaries for you. I want to do stuff with Disney Plus. Talk to me. Just I'll, I'll, I'll work for minimum wage if you pay off my student loans. Just nice. saying. Wow. There you go. And fly me out so I can still live here. That'd be great. Now you can do the John Cameron. 
John, John, I mean James. I mean Cam- James Cameron. No, no, we were gonna do the that John meme, Cameron. That oh, meme. His brother. Oh John. <laughs> no! Don't give me start on James Cameron. And of course we have Sean over here. How are we doing today, Sean? I'm great, Andy. How are you? Doing good. What's been going on with you? Oh, I'm just taking in Galaxy's Edge this weekend. And you've I'm been? Just, oh, you're going this weekend? No, I'm just oh. been watching since Friday all the opening and. See, I, I'm, I'm mixed on it because I love watching these videos, but Mike, did I, have I ruined it for myself? No. No. Nope. Well, it, it's weird because I I feel like uh, with Galaxy's Edge. There have been people who have said, don't spoil it. And it's not like in or in game where you can just go to a movie theater and buy a ticket and be in there. Some sure. people don't have the privilege to go down to Disneyland yep. and see it right away. Yep, yep. So I've been trying to balance that out to find a sweet spot between the people who can go right away and the people who may never go in their lives. And if you don't know who this is, this is the first time I had a feel <laughs> on the show David. in a long time. That is not, no, it's fine. That is Brooke. Brooke is a former Disney cast member. She was at Galaxy's Edge. Was it the cast member previews? It was. Cast member previews. And a really cool story. We met Brooke at Metric Comic Con. I got the chance to host the cosplay contest, and she was the only person who had a Disney Parks inspired cosplay. Which was, well, your cosplay was Princess Captain EO. Oh, it was so amazing. That is awesome. It was uh, immediately when she awesome. announced it, I'm like, we are here to change <laughs> the world. I'm like, that's immediately what my head. So I'm so happy that you understood who I was, too. Uh, Actually, uh, D23 this year, I've been working with some of my uh, fellow costumers and my prop maker, uh, Madcat Props. She's amazing out in the UK. And we're creating a Princess EO 2.0. So it's going to up the cosplay level. And I would love, love, love to wear it the day that Kenny Ortega gets his Disney Legend Award. Oh, I'm really hoping we get press access. So, yeah, many of the, the Disney Legends, many of you know we, we, we are hoping to go. I've, I've heard rumors that Saturday is already sold out. Um, we're going to get on that real quick here, but we're, we, we've applied for press access, and we have friends helping us, hopefully. We'll see. Um, no, no, they are helping us, but we don't know if we'll get it or not. So, um, yeah. Um, Sarah, or, uh, Brooke, go ahead and talk about who you are, why you're here, why you love Disney. You've never been here before, so. Oh. Sure. Yes. So, hi, I'm Brooke, uh, and I'm actually here with my teddy bear, Snowy Snow Bear. So, Snowy is now 15 years old, and she's been traveling with me for the last 15 years, actually. Uh, That's pretty cool. We've had uh, an Instagram account at Snowy Snow Bear for, I think, four years now. And that all started shortly after my my journey to become a Disney cast member. Now, I've loved Disney like I assume everyone else on this podcast does just as much. I'm really more of a universal guy. Okay, <laughs> kidding. Well, the, don't worry. I'm a universal pass holder, too. Because uh, <laughs> it's so much cheaper to get those. Yeah. Shout out to Bob Gurr and the classic Jurassic Park ride. Uh, but I, I started back in 2015 as a Disney cast member uh, working as a hostess in Cafe Orleans in New Orleans Square. We got all that good gumbo and beignets beignets <laughs> how dare you beignets every week y- you'd be amazed at how many ways you can mispronounce monte beignets Cristo. and the monte cristos <laughs> <laughs> love those say. so good yep uh 
and <clears throat> I was able to go into Disney Entertainment and be an entertainment host. Now, those are the people who uh, help form the lines, help communicate with characters, help you take pictures, basically anything to make sure that you're having a good time and not always remembering that you're in a line. That was my job. And we are so happy to have you here and part of the show and that you live like near us and it's, to have someone who like loves Disney and is a former cast member near us, like that's just, it doesn't happen We're in the Rogue Valley. I'm so happy to have found you all in a, a community of people who truly understand the parks and love Disney because I left in August on, on good terms, I promise you. I left to go to school here because I'm from Southern Oregon, uh, from GP, and hopefully one day major in mechanical engineering and become a Disney Imagineer. Be the next Bob Gurr, but... You'll be the next Brooke, not the next Bob Gurr. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm looking at you, Joe Rody. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so if you guys haven't figured out, Brooke was at Galaxy's Edge cast member preview. So we're gonna, <clears throat> there's a lot of news out there. We're not going to talk a whole lot about a lot of it. There's a few big things we're going to talk about. But we are the official podcast of the DizInsider.com, your number one source for all Disney news. And if you want to know what else is going on that we don't talk about, my boy Skylar over there at the Diz Insider, who has been so helpful and amazing to us here at the DCast all these years, a former co-host here on the show. He, so the great writing team over there, go to the DizInsider.com. We have articles now about Toy Story 4, original motion picture soundtrack, um, got more about Galaxy's Edge written the written form, the new promo for Disney with Lion King and Beyonce and all that. Fun. I mean, there's so much information and there's exclusives that even like the nerdist in like, you know, other major websites can't get a hold of that they get uh, because Skylar is awesome like that. And he just knows yeah. his stuff and he knows people and he, he builds those networking relationships. So if there's something that went down this week that we didn't talk about, go to the DizInsider.com, check it out. Their information is always on point. With that, we're going to talk a little bit about what, Chris? Are we going to talk about some Endgame numbers? We're going to talk about some Endgame numbers here. Avengers Endgame, which gets me into my love-hate relationship with James Cameron. Whoever made that meme, <clears throat> that meme about me and James Cameron, yeah, out there. I did not do it. But I think it was David. I, whoever did it. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. So I, 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 I am been really pushing for Avengers Endgame to get past Avatar because Avatar has no business. Yes, I'm pounding on table. I realize I that. I no. I broke my microphone. See, the microphone nice. Is, now, um, now other things are suffering. Yes, from no anger. business being the number one film of all time. I have watched that movie exactly one time in my life. <laughs> I paid thirteen dollars to see because I had to see it in three D. Like four weeks after it came out, it wasn't even the number one movie the weekend it came out in theaters. James Cameron, and then, then there's Titanic, and then there's all these other movies. Like, and he lost the Academy Award to his ex-wife in that time. So yeah, James Cameron, take that. Whew. Anyway, so okay. Avengers Endgame. So it's, um, it's close. It's close. So I'm Shout over. out to Zoe Saldana, though, for... Oh, true. To yeah. be in true. both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's all Disney. <clears throat> yeah. She yeah, was in this. Titanic? Oh, no. Oh. She was in uh, Infinity War. She was. She's in three of the top four, yeah, I think. Yeah. Four. Yeah. She's the new Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. But one point was fucking everything in the So, fun thing about Zoe Saldana, when I was a part of the opening team for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, uh, it was an amazing night. And I'll tell you what, Disney knows how to throw a media party. They go, and I'm not talking like 
media events where annual pass holders are invited. I mean, strictly media. You all should go to one. It was just okay. Okay. Skylar. Yeah, let us, Skylar. <laughs> hey, when can we go? The Krylorian girls were all there, <clears throat> and I was uh, hanging out with Captain America and Spider-Man, and we see Zoe Saldana off in the distance, and Spidey walks up to me and says, hey, I'll pay you $20 if you can convince Zoe Saldana to come over here and talk to me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry, Spidey. I, I really, really want to, but I also care about my job. So <laughs> that jobs are important. Yeah. Well, you know, Spidey's protected, uh, protected by his secret identity, so he can swing off whenever he That's wants. True. I'm, I'm held liable for these things. <laughs> okay. So right now, okay. as of right now, end game is that. end game is. The, the, the numbers, it's at worldwide, $2.716 billion. Um, and then Avatar's total gross worldwide was $2.787 billion. So Avengers Endgame needs $71,750,396 more dollars to beat. So I want everyone to beat Avenger, uh, Avengers. Roughly uh, how many tickets is that? Uh, well, let's say is average average, average ticket. ticket price, what, 8 to $12? We'll say 10 yeah. bucks for kicks. Yeah. So we need 7.1 million more people to go see Avengers Endgame this weekend. Or 7.1 million to go see it again. Yes, yeah. everybody go see it again. I'm going to go see it again. I'm seeing it again. <laughs> I'm encouraging all you decasters out there to go see yeah, Avengers Endgame again, and let's end this Avatar nonsense. <laughs> but it's Disney now, so I got to... To be fair, it's also done that in a month and a half, Sean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came out a little, yeah, a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. That's actually That's insane. insane. It is insane. <clears throat> Extremely insane. So insane. It... It, it will beat it. I was hoping it would smash through it a lot more quickly than it has because it's really kind of slowed down. Because then you had Aladdin come through, and Aladdin right now is killing it. And that's called a segue. That's Ooh, called a segue. So what do we know? What do we know about Aladdin? Like, let's talk about Aladdin. I saw Aladdin. I, I was. We one, all went to go see Aladdin. Uh, we yeah. saw. We were on the same theater. We didn't even realize. <laughs> we ended well, up in Brooke the same spread row. Out three across of us the the Brooke, Brooke wasn't there. No, no. you weren't. But yeah. I, I saw pictures <clears throat> of, of the bear. Yeah. Seeing it. Snowy. Went with me. She went in her jasmine dress. We loved it. I, I was pleasantly surprised at what I had seen. So the last uh, live action Disney movie that I saw or remake was Dumbo, and that was okay. It, you know, it, <laughs> it it just lowered my expectations for a lot of future. Uh, live Disney movies. So going in and seeing Aladdin was very surprisingly fresh to me. And, you know, I have a lot of really good memories, not only with the animated show, with the animated TV series as well, but with the live musical. Oh Aladdin my gosh, I love it. Well, I, I actually, this, there, there is one petition for the Disney Parks I signed, and that was to keep Aladdin and not bring in Frozen. That's the only Disney Parks petition I ever aligned with. Andy's a little anti frozen. No. He's anti freeze. Yeah, he is. Aw. Well, I, <laughs> I do love Frozen, but there was something very magical about that show. And I don't uh, know yes. if you all did this, but when Carpet was trying to tell Aladdin to rub the lamp, I shouted at the screen, rub the lamp. And my mom <laughs> laughed because she knew exactly yep, yep. what I was referencing. Very good. I, I want to talk about this frozen thing real quick. Okay. okay. So, all right. All right. I and have so much respect for the directors of that film. Sure. Um, the, the Anderson Lopez's, the composers mm -hmm. of that film, 
epic. Like also the composers of the the husband the husband wife team of Kinky Boots and Book of Mormon, Book of Mormon and um, like and I saw them at D twenty three. Um, they did the music of Frozen. Oh wow! Oh, that, and it was oh they they performed it. They performed the whole thing. Like every song they performed, they had other other um, cast members up there. Not cast members. Yeah, cast members. I keep hitting my mic. <laughs> Me and my mic today. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'll have to edit that. No, probably won't. Um, <laughs> but. Like it was just oh gosh like oh anyway so yeah they're just they had their daughters singing a lot of the parts like their daughters are up there singing the parts to it though love the film don't love the film love them love what they did with it I just it's not as good as everyone says and then it just kind of blew up and it it was I, smart marketing it, it was well the thing it is Disney didn't expect it to do as well as it did well I mean they released Let It Go if I'm not mistaken that was what like mm-hmm. the, the the video or the song of it or performing it. And that was kind of like the catalyst. The, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, that just took off like wildfire. And then everyone started doing covers of it. And then yeah. and the YouTube and that, sensation. Yeah. And Props then I, to I Adina. Think, yeah, no, ex- <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, I think from there, it just kind of. But I, I, I will little... say this. I like what I'm seeing for Frozen 2. Yeah, it's I, darker. I, I, it's darker. I think they're really taking their time with it. I think they're really fleshing out some of these themes and the character development and character arcs of everyone. It's not yeah. so surface mm-hmm. level. So. With that, continue with Aladdin. I'll listen. Oh, it's okay. I just wanted to mention that I really did love Frozen. I have a friend of mine who's listening right now who he's going to be very, very upset that any Frozen hate is going on. Oh, jeez. But I, I'm legit. This kid has seen, met Anna and Elsa, I think, upwards of... The last sign I saw was 4,000 times. Yeah, he and the sisters are tight. Uh, But I remember working back at the parks when Frozen Fever was still going on, Frozen Fun. They had Olaf's Winterfest. They Mm -hmm. had the Frozen sing-along and everything. And it was super cute, but I am glad that we, we do get some... Uh, more range of stories as well. As much as I love the sisters and as much as I love Olaf and I I have nothing but love for the sisters. Um, but yeah, glad, glad that we're getting more range so in there. Let's talk about live action Aladdin here. Yeah. So Aladdin. <laughs> I liked it. I did a full re- I did a full review um, on, on YouTube. I there's a lot a lot of people said I was too generous. Um, it was better than I way better than I expected. Way better. Um, I like most live action Disney live action remakes. Ones I didn't like. I thought I thought both Alice in Wonderlands were kind of train wrecks. Um, the first one they did make a billion dollars, so it made total sense that they made a second one, and that one kind of tanked. Uh, I thought Maleficent was it wasn't bad. I, I wasn't a huge fan, but I liked that they took a chance. Yeah, Cinderella was amazing, yeah. of course. And oh gosh, Cinderella was epic. You know the dress is going to be at D twenty three. Yes, year. I saw that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. So I, I, I was mostly pleasantly surprised about how Guy Ritchie was was tempered and balanced. I was expect I was really worried there'd be too many Guy Ritchie isms, which the things people are complaining about are the Guy Ritchie isms, the dancing, the speeding up, the slowing down, especially when in one jump and the head of the bread line. Once, yeah, you guys know what I mean. The opening song. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are complaining about that. It was a, that was a very Guy Ritchie segment. That's the only really except for some of the dan- other dancing. It's the only real Guy Ritchie stuff we saw throughout. Yeah, it was very Prince of Persia at times. Very Prince of Persia. Um, but overall, I thought the, th- the themes were great. The acting was great. I, there there wasn't going to be a better person to play the genie than Will Smith. Will Agreed. Smith did yeah. not Agreed. try to pander at all. He did his own thing, and it worked. So that's my take. Go ahead. 
Talk amongst yourselves. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking too much. No, it's good. In retrospect, because um, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Uh, I love the leads. The leads were strong across the board. Naomi yeah. Scott, Will Smith, Actually, I mean, I, I was kind of hoping for a little bit creepier Jafar, but... Yeah. He's just, he's a beautiful man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he really was. My goodness. You know that line where uh, where the sultan is supposed to say, but you're so old. Yes, yes. I, you know, I was thinking, but you're so young and handsome. Right. And actually, what's our problem yeah, again? Yeah, that's handsome but powerful. But I think that that was supposed to be purposeful to be the foil to Aladdin like and his boyish uh, charms yeah like at this point in my life i've chosen to go this way and this is your choice to attain power or keep being it. yourself and being your street rat i get it mm -hmm. will smith was great yeah I there was it. he uh, had just enough will smith to absolutely make the role his own which mm -hmm. was exactly what i was hoping for um did it, did it miss a lot of the ad-libs? Yeah, but that was Robin Williams' ad-libs. I'm yep. glad he didn't do them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it would have been like mimicking Robin you, Williams. You it just didn't make sense. So, yes, I was doing them along in the theater, but whatever. <laughs> um, but it was good. It, overall, it was a lot, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Prince Ali number? Uh, yeah. Yes. Phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. So good. Like, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, this is awesome. So, all in all, I mean, I think it, it was... Solid, solid effort. Yep. Yeah. I so, agree. and I think the the leads are. I mean, they're going to be stars. It looks like. Yeah. And I, they're fantastic. There was a lot of nuance in the acting that yep. I saw was very good. Uh, a few people in the background, I kind of at first thought were overacting, but then I remembered like that all was contributing to the character of Agrabah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I love Nassim Pedra. She's one oh, of my, my favorite modern SNL film, yes. cast members, and her portrayal of the new character Dahlia mm -hmm. was great. I thought it was a great best friend uh, combo. That she was hilarious. And I, I said in my review, she has actually her role, though small, is pivotal to the yes. entire story. The way they her into the story, yeah, was great. Try not to do spoilers. No spoilers, please. It, it didn't feel unnecessary, though. She didn't, so. no. No, she's married to Winston on New Girl, also. <laughs> if anyone watches that show. Oh, she's magnificent on that. So. Uh, oh, overall, I really I really enjoyed it. I, I thought, gosh, um, I really, I wanted, I wanted some Gilbert Godfrey, though. Did you? Why didn't we get, why didn't we get Gilbert Godfrey? I, I don't know. Iago, like, barely even yeah. talked. Yeah. yeah. We got Alan Tudyk, but, I mean, it wasn't very... Uh, here, here's my question. Now that the Aladdin's back, are they going to do Iago back at the Tiki Room like they did before, before the fire? <laughs> Anybody remember that? At Walt Disney World? No, the... at, at Disneyland. Oh. The Enchanted Tiki Room. For years, it was um, the bird from, I can't remember off the top of my head, the bird from Lion King. Zazu. Zazu and Iago, they took over and did this whole thing, and people actually Was it Rowan Atkinson? I, I thought that was uh, Tiki Room under new management under new was management. only at Walt Disney World. I thought it was. Because that was... My my childhood growing up on the East Coast, I saw Under New Management before I saw the original Enchanted Tiki Room. I thought room. it was Disneyland. I I never saw. I only saw videos about it from our friends over at um, who are coming on the show later. Uh, why am I forgetting? I'm just getting a good beat going. Yeah, fast, I do. Fast, fast, fast facts. That's it. Yeah. Fast, fast facts. Yes. You all know them. Yeah, they're That's homies. So cool. They'll be on next week. Videos. Hopefully, hopefully we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Hopefully, fast, fast facts. Yeah. Anyway, so 
I, w- I want to say, no, I don't. I love the Tiki Room. I love the old-fashioned Tiki Room. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing that I did for Disney was called the Disney Youth Education Series. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a few lanyards with me to give to you guys. But the Ooh. Disney the Disney Youth Education Series uh, taught a program called Music 101. And, you know, we facilitate programs for, I want to say, first through 12th graders. We do some college, some uh, leadership groups. But it's all about showing how we use science and music and culinary arts, all of these things, the Disney way. So part of what I did was take music groups in and talk about the Sherman Brothers and their effect on uh, Disney culture and how they composed. And then we went into the Tiki Room and would watch how the binaural sounds around the room would happen and how they were able to compose using the three S's, sincere, simple, and singable. Okay, I've decided we're bringing book back. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But I, I loved that. Uh, I have some Disney little sisters as well who actually we met through Snowy and her Instagram. The Instagram community in Disneyland is so crazy, but they're very dear friends of mine now. And when they were little, we would dress them up as Dole Whips, and we went into the tiki room, and every time the tiki drums would come on, you have to, like, bang your hands on your knees and get super, super loud. So it's a rule now. All right. Okay. I'll remember that. Yes. All that to say, Aladdin is now the fifth highest grossing film in the box office globally in 2019. Nice. Sorry, I segue along. No, 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 we are usually going on some rant about James Cameron or vignettes or something, so (laughs) it's we didn't even say that. It's what we for, do. He hasn't even talked about how long it's been since he's been in the park. <laughs> I've been. So, I'm, I'm getting back on that when I'm done with school here. <laughs> yeah, it's you depressing are. how long it's been since I've been in the park. I used to go like here living here. I had an annual pass. I used to go six to eight times a year. Wow, that's that's dedication. I have a love hate relationship with Legion Airlines. I get it. I would. I, I Legion Airlines. Um, so yes, like. I, I, I went so much. And how was how like, many days, Andy? How many days? How many days has it been? I have to actually look. Oh, okay. man. I, to, I, I can look. tell you how many it's been for me. You, You've never been. No, I've been. But it was 11 and a half years ago. Jeez. Well, so, you are at also... At least in California. It was like still during the, the 50th. <laughs> you, oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, you were also a Walt Disney World cast. Like, you're, you're an East Coaster. Yeah. I was a Louisiana boy, so... Yeah. I, I worked sense. in Orlando, so... But, Orleans. But the... Uh, yeah, I haven't. I went one time to. Oh, it's so sad. I don't want to go again, obviously. But I went with my kids; were really little. Oh my! I mean, yeah. It's like so, a well, completely different experience. I grew up now. in Southern California, Truly. in Ventura, so I, I was there. All like it was that Magic Mountain, Asbury Farm. Yep. Yeah, Ventura County. Yeah, buddy. boom. <laughs> so my wife's probably fist bumping somewhere <laughs> since she's a California girl. That's right. You just get on the five and just go. That's like, so true. Down. That's so oh, true, wow. though. <laughs> like I, I mean. <laughs> Uh, there's a whole theme park culture in Southern California yep, that a lot of people don't understand. And mm-hmm. that's what makes Disneyland, the Disneyland Resort, such a community yep. versus, I mean, I love Disney World, but it's truly a whole world. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a week-long venture if you're going to try to see yeah. 60, 70% well, just go of to it. This Animal Kingdom, you can spend a few days. At I mean, least. 
So, and just the, the, the mythos behind, you know, Anaheim and, and everything. And just that whole truly. idea. I, I think you said I-5. Just We, don't, we say I-5 in Oregon. It's the 5. Um, right. Yeah, it is the um, five. Just that I can just go and, like, when I'm going to school in Ashland, I can just keep driving. Just keep driving. 10 more hours and then get and off at there. Harbor. Yeah, you do it all I'm in, there. You do it all in one go. When I was still auditioning and wanting to become a Disneyland cast member, I would do those 12-hour drives if you just do it all in one go. Mm, yep. Um, I would stay with my, I know, looking back on it, it really is insane. I can still do the trip, but I, I, I'd rather just be living down there sure. still, uh, save a lot in gas money. Um, and then stay with friends who were in the LA area, in the San Diego area, in the Anaheim area, and just sort of live off the dime. My friends who actually live near the park are now gone. They moved to Colorado. Big shout out to to uh, the Network 1901, Josh, over there. Go listen to his podcast. They're great over there. They're really good. They're amazing stuff. Yeah. But yeah, all my other friends live in Burbank. So it's like uh, two more hours. <laughs> I love you guys, my Burbank friends. I love you. Two buddy. hours from Burbank? It's like an hour from Burbank. No, an hour. I like if Traffic. you go like at Traffic. nine. It's like an hour. Traffic. Uh, the reason I really? did yeah. nothing. Yeah. I got well, caught you, in what, LA traffic once. No, Friday, I, five p.m. I don't get me started. No, you cannot get on a, on a, in the middle of a day on a weekday. You cannot get from Burbank to Anaheim in an hour. It's not that far. No, no it's not that it far. It takes an hour and a half to get from like Burbank to Anaheim. Yes, at least challenge extended. Like if you leave at five a.m. in the morning, yeah, you, you ma- can't go in the carpool lane if you try this. You you right. can't use the carpool lane. You well, have then, to just. We're letting well, Sean drive. My, yeah, I'll drive. Apparently, Sean can get us there in eight hours. Last time I made doorstep to doorstep. Last time I, drive, I took a lift. Um, it was from the AfterBuzz TV station. I was on um, on the show with uh, Sarah and Leo. Um, it was when they had the um, the, Dis- the the weekly Disney uh, show on the on the AfterBuzz TV. I was I guess that on there, and I took a lift from Bur- it was from Burbank. To right out by as a cheap hotel outside of um, Disneyland, it was an hour and 20 minutes at 10 o'clock at night. Hmm. Sounds wow. right. So, well, I haven't lived there in 15 years, so maybe it's changed. It, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. It has. It has. Anyways, all let's say we have Brooke here, and this is this is going to be the, the, the rest of our show. Yeah, we've talked about everything else, right? Yeah, we have, okay, we're good. Okay, Galaxy's Edge, go. Ah! Okay, so um, about, I I went on the 26th, on Sunday the 26th, Memorial Weekend. Since I'm still in college, I have to plan my trips around school. I I have to be somewhat responsible, I think. (laughs) And so I was talking to a friend of mine who's still in entertainment, still a cast member, and he was saying, you know, we all get to bring a friend with us to uh, the Galaxy's Edge preview. Would you like to go with me? And I could, yeah, I I couldn't. No hard pass. I'm good. (laughs) Well, it was an easy yes for me. Uh, Shout out to you, Ray. Thank you so much. Um, And I just booked a flight, came down there that weekend, got in on the 24th, had a friend day on the 25th with my squad, with my Disney squid squad, and we did everything in downtown Disney. Then the 26th was park open to park close, and our reservation time was from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., 
And fun fact, they let us go in about 20 minutes early, and we stayed over an hour later. Nice. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah. So Trippers didn't kick you out, huh? No. I, that was I my think. I wasn't close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that they do that anymore, for sure. They didn't scan any of our wristbands. They didn't ask for ID. It was just like, hey, you can go in now if you'd like. Just make sure that you put your cell phone in a bag. Oh, another really important thing about our Disney previews and I guess our day and age now, uh, now that social media and cell phones are a big thing, Unfortunately, people do like to ruin the magic and mm. uh, take out their phones when they're not supposed to and take pictures of things to be to get likes, to be posted ahead of yep. time. Um, and so to combat that, they had these cell signal proof bags that we had to <laughs> seal Ooh. our phones in. And it that was super simple. Just put your phone away for five hours and... Although I'm excited to see what the app offers inside the land, all the data pad use, I'm glad that I didn't have my phone for that time because it made me look around and enjoy the land so much mm -hmm. more. And fellas, it is such a surreal experience. I, I was lucky enough to have a friend who was on the opening lead team for attractions for Galaxy's Edge, and he got engaged to his girlfriend on the Millennium Falcon the day that it opened, oh, wow. too. Oh, goodness. That's so yeah. Cool. Are they having a Jedi wedding? They really should. Oh, they better. <laughs> Greg also facilitated Music 101 with me, and he's an awesome dude. Um, so he's all about that Star Wars life, and it's really a land for anyone who is truly about that Star Wars life. You're immersed so much in this new planet of Batu. So for anyone out there who doesn't know about uh, the planet of Batu or where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is located, technically speaking, it's where Big Thunder Ranch used to be right behind uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But it's set on the outer rim of the galaxy, literally the galaxy's edge, on a new planet called Batu, And it feels very Tatooine-esque, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's so cool. Uh, they talk about how John Williams uh, scored the music for the land, but... Unless you're in certain areas, there's really no music at all, which oh. is very unique to a Disney park. Yeah. You have background music everywhere, but all of these sounds are made uh, through through just unconventional sounds. You hear new animals as you start going in. You hear... Um, like a TIE fighter zooming above you if you're near, near the First Order... All of these amazing. I want to go. So cool. Well, do you all have any questions well, like, about the land? I, 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 what I'm hearing from a lot of people is like all like the packaging for food. Like there's no Disneyland written on it. It's all like blank packaging or mm -hmm. everything's very Star Wars. Like you, yeah. you don't realize you're in Disneyland. How true is that? So true. So I, I really enjoy immersive theming and thank you to Imagineer Joe Rohde. Thank you to actually Universal's uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter for giving Disney that wake up call 
that we yes. need to start uh-huh. heading in that way because being immersed in a place that did not feel like Disney or a theme park at all, as much as I love Disneyland, was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was something so unique to be able to go to uh, the droid depot and build my own droid to go and buy blue milk or to go and pilot the Millennium Falcon was a, were, a were you a pilot, true. a gunner, or a navigator? Okay, so I went twice. She went twice! <laughs> so first time through, it was about a 35-minute wait, 30-minute wait. Uh, I was a gunner on the right-hand side, and I, I was tearing up. Uh, the technology that goes into it, well, I'm going to say, firstly, it, if you want something technical to describe it, it's a glorified video game, but it's so cool. The ride vehicle is a lot like the Star Tours ship, and uh, you're, as a gunner, looking at the buttons for when they light up and your goal is to press them as soon as they light up. And it's so cool to see the reaction. And as you're bouncing around in the cockpit, it's hard to press the button as hard as you can, as quickly as you can. So that's a challenge all in itself. And then second time around, I made the mistake of going single rider um, on the days where Everyone could bring a guest, and there are six seats in the cockpit. And a lot of other people had this idea, so that was about an hour wait, where the standby line was still 30 minutes. So, you know, that that was my own call. But it was worth it because I got to be a pilot on the left-hand side. There are two co-pilots, and the one on the left can only move left and right. The one on the right can only move up and down. And so it really is an attraction where everyone has to work together. So it's completely like submersive. You're really in everyone working together. Right. How about the queue? How about the queue? Okay. Uh, The queue had a very um, Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout meets Star Tours feel. And you, you feel yourself going through firstly you have to go behind the millennium falcon you have to go into the docking bay and through the caverns there were some uh qr codes on the side that i assume were for the app Mm -hmm. that you can interact with but since we didn't have our phones i wasn't allowed to check that out uh you then go onto a gangplank And it really feels, because I had just gotten off a United flight, it felt like you were on a gangplank at an incline. They even made it so the floor, like, kind of bounced or popped underneath you, so it felt like you were floating above, about to board. Mm. Um, Oh, but before I go too far, let me back up and say, I liked when you went behind the Falcon on the second floor... There were porg nests just sitting there. Bad thing was I could see the Fantasyland Theater stage from that view, which did take me 
out of the fact that I was being so immersed. And I heard you could see Thunder Mountain right there too in that, in that same spot. That was fine. Thunder Mountain blended into right. the land nice. very well. Yeah. And it was more like a, oh, look, there's there's Thunder Mountain. All right. But this, the stage was clearly Fantasyland mm. themed and it kind of took me out a bit because it was amongst all these giant trees. But that's just so, so nitpicky because... <laughs> All of this is so immersive and so wonderful that if you see even one thing that's out of place, you really notice it. Um, my favorite part, though, and I wish more lines would have a way of doing this, was when you were given your assignment, you're given a card that has your role on the back. And they tell you, okay, you're in your group of six, you have your colored card, don't look at the back until you get inside, and that separates you into the groups. From there, you don't have to wait in a line. You're in the Millennium Falcon, and you're That's able so cool. to walk oh, around goodness. the ship. You could play a game of chess if you wanted. Yes. Um, but being able to walk around and look at everything and press buttons was incredible. And, yeah, uh, let's talk about that audio animatronic as well. Right. Uh, Hondo Onaka was amazing. I don't know if it's an A100, like like the Wicked Witch of the West in the great movie ride. Mm -hmm. I don't know the specific... I heard it's the most advanced audio animatronic ever. Yeah. I, that was so cool. I, thought, so, I was really surprised they, they used Hondo. Like, he's got... He's in... Hondo's in um, the, 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 the Rebel, not Rebels, but also before that, he was... Uh, uh, what was it? Clone Wars. Yeah. So I was surprised they used him, but it seems to be doing really well. Yeah, I was surprised that they chose him too. Um, I don't watch too much of the animated series, but I watch enough mm -hmm. to know, like uh, Ahsoka Lives, FYI. Um, <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Sorry! Uh, if you don't know by now, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they needed someone who could be the head of all the smugglers to rally you to go and get coaxium, uh, which is the goal because, you know, you don't shoot people. You're going to go get your, uh, your containers of coaxium. And his shifty mannerisms <laughs> and his fluidity is just so spot on for something that involves the Millennium Falcon and in this timeline. My favorite thing was he is perched a good 10 feet above you. So you walk into the pre-show and he's right there overlooking all of the ships that are docking. And he is on a platform that allows him to walk forward towards you. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the, the movement on that is great. You can see the details in his dreadlocks, and it's something that I really hope they keep up with the maintenance of because Disney is so good about their details, yes. and that's such a well-detailed character that adds so much to the storyline. Um, and, yeah, after you come out of the mission, depending on how well you did, and they really tally up your scores. I should have had something to write down with because there were like five different things to remember. I never got more than two containers of coaxium uh, and it gives you a percentage level of how much you damage the ship <laughs> and it subtracts the cost of your damage from your total score. 
Uh, and depending on how well you did there, when you walk out, you might see the Millennium Falcon sparking and looking oh a little God. more damaged. Oh <clears throat> okay, so we could talk forever. Let's. I'll, 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 I want to hit some few things. Yeah. Blue milk. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Green milk. Green milk, also good. <laughs> the the blue milk tastes, in my opinion, like a blue gogurt. Okay. I, kind I'm of down with that. colder blue gogurt. I like it more when it's colder than in its slushy form. And then the green milk, I've heard people completely dissing the green milk, but Max, I yes. our friend Max. Yes. I, I like it. I don't know how much of the flavor is a placebo because people have told me so many different things that it tastes like. To me, it was a more diluted flavor than the blue milk, which was why I didn't like it as much, but it was a nice mango. Um, so I thought that would be okay for people who are normally complaining that the drinks are too sweet, mm -hmm. but some people have been really dissing it and saying it tastes like dirt. So I oh, think wow. it just... Those are the exact words that our friend Max would like use. It's like, yeah. it tastes like dirt. He did I think say it that. just depends on how you go in thinking it will taste now. But the overall consensus is blue milk is great. Um, it's $8 a cup. Credits. So, oh, of course. <laughs> I apologize. Sorry. No, that's, that's a very important yeah, thing. Very important. So... Uh, and it's how they got all of my credits because <laughs> you go in to uh, places to purchase items and all of the store's cast members who are amazingly in character, they're all very good, will tell you at the register instead of that's $8, they'll say that's eight credits. And, you know, me, I go, yay, Star Wars, take all of my credits. <laughs> and you don't always think like, oh, this is actual money that I'm spending. Yes. You just think in terms of credits. It's just which credits. It's, yeah. just credits. It's a fantastic marketing technique. Um, I know one of the managers who has been training uh, the store's cast members in their lingo. She's a former entertainment manager. So, Nyla, you are doing an amazing job. Uh, keep up with it. And really what makes this land work is the cast members and how they're interacting with you. Now, I don't know if you all heard, but there is specific lingo that is used on the planet of Batu. They do know English, they're very familiar with it, but they have certain phrases to use. So my first experience walking into the land, I saw Chewie working on this power generator one of the, the spires, I assume, but he's working on this power generator and he turns to me and, you know, speaks in Sri Wook. It's a very difficult dialect to master. I can't, oh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> so, Chris uh, what? Really? Go, go, Chris, go. Do it. <clears throat> I hit Nate from in the spot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so he gives us a greeting and my friend Lexi, who is also an entertainment host, turns to me and says, Bright Suns. And it just made me feel so welcome. But Bright Suns is uh, hello. Uh, it's. I love it. Yeah. And then at nighttime, you have to say rising moons. And then there's also Till the Spires? Yes, Till the Spire. Yes, till the spire uh, which is a farewell. I assume it's a Till We Meet Again. Ah. Uh, 
as well as the variation May the Spires Keep You, which, yeah, May the Spires Keep You is more of a wishing you well. All right. So I want to hear a little bit about your droid. Right. Yeah. Okay. For all of you watching the live feed right now, this is my droid that I built at the Droid Depot. Her name is R3B5. She's an R3 unit because of the clear dome. And she's also pink. Uh, For all my people out there who know pink is the best color uh, (laughs) and are always disappointed that the Star Wars merch never comes in pink, guess what? This one does. And I'm a huge astromech droid fan. Like, huge. I I mean, like, yeah. Those astromech droids are getting on hand, in my opinion. Really? I just, I'm just quoting C-3PO, sorry. <laughs> well, I, I well know, played. but still. But, like, I was about to say, the protocol droids are just all lip. The, yeah, they are. They're, they are. <laughs> I, I'm, a BB, I'm a BB unit kind of guy, you mm, know. Okay. So, by the way, Gonk is there. <laughs> I was hoping that they would wow. have Gonk as, like, either... The shape of the trash cans. Oh, you can build you can build or, a gonk droid? No, I oh. wish. I wish. That would be so hard to like make it move. Uh, <laughs> but Disney, if you're listening, have the gonk droids be power outlets. Like let us charge our phones on Ooh. that. That oh, would be amazing. Uh, or or they have the the refuel rods. Disguise one to be a refuel rod station. Uh, But you went into the droid depot and everything was floating around you. So you know how in Star Tours and more specifically like the gag factory in Toontown? Where there are no gags. (laughs) Sorry, I got to point that every time. Wow. Every time we got Toontown, I always got to point the gag factory has no gags. Go ahead. <laughs> you will find no gags there. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you I just did a video you... on this one time. <laughs> last time I was there, and we did it. And me and Dale, and Dale was a part of the show. We're like there are no gags here. This is a lie. Had my daughter go and look for gags. Couldn't find any gags. There were no gags. Sorry. No tangent. That's okay. That that's just an attestment to how interactive we need to go in in, in that's life. right it's okay it's probably going away anyway the gag factory so. nope no Toontown will not go away that's where they're building the new ride yeah they are but i okay. i can't reveal right. too much but we'll i have a friend after. yeah okay. <laughs> all i'm gonna say is i would bet that we're not gonna see much roger rab anymore it's almost you Please, will Eddie. what you will yeah. that, 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 that's all i say is don't get upset about things until you know that they're going away because a, a lot of what people get mad about in the Disney community is always just rumor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to love what hasn't been announced, I guess. What was your biggest like moment? Like, oh, I can't believe this is here. Like your, your fangirl moment. I mean, there had to have been oh, man. so um, many, but... So many. Uh, the droids, for sure, because they, they gave us actual power screwdrivers. I saw that. And, oh my gosh. Are you I, kidding me? Being, being a fan of Build-A-Bear uh, and everything, I understand why they took out the Build-A-Bear and the car, the ride makers in yeah. downtown Disney now, because <laughs> that's what this is. And it's, it's such a sense. cool experience. Um... 
I ran into Jenny Nicholson, YouTuber Jenny Nicholson, yeah. while I was there. She was so sweet. I, I, I was having a fangirl moment there because the night before, uh, Ray and I were watching her YouTube videos, and it was like, oh my god. It was gosh. just her sitting on her bed talking very monotone and very, yeah, she's funny. I, she's hilarious, <laughs> and she looks just like my best friend. So I, I knew that would be a weird thing to tell her, like, you look just like my best friend, but the, that's really what that was. Um, oh, biggest fangirl moment, I think, was walking towards the Falcon and just seeing it there in all of its glory. I get it. Yeah, that was that'd be mine. Yeah, I get it. Such yep. a moment. I would probably cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cry, so. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be ready, Andy. Thank you. And do and, so, please. Oh, um, I I forgot to look at which one it was, but a few years ago, when they first started construction on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they let cast members sign a metal beam that would go I at the top. That, yeah. yeah. So both Snowy and I oh, have nice. our names that on, so cool. on oh, that's that really beam. Cool. cool. And so realizing that we were like. A part, part of, of this. That. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, we could talk forever. Unfortunately, we do. We are guests here at Rogue City Comics, yeah. so we need to make sure we wrap this thing up. Brooke, we want you back here on the show. Your Disney knowledge is beyond ours, and so we, anytime you have an open mic here, whatever you want. Thank you so. so much. You all are super awesome, and there's so much more that I would love to to mention about Galaxy's Edge, about Disney in general, and it's good to know that I have a community of people down in Southern Oregon for that. Yes. So where can people follow you on the interwebs and Snowy on the interwebs? Yeah, of course. So like I said, this is just Snowy's world. We're all living in it. So <laughs> Snowy Snowbear is on Instagram mostly, but she also has a Facebook at Snowy Snowbear. Uh, she blogs www.snowysnowbear.com and if you'd like to follow me, I'm at Pink Sparkle Tutu, like the tutu that you wear. Uh, but I, I don't think that I am as exciting as Snowy as much. Uh, what? Wait, cut that out. I don't want to. I don't want to say that I'm not exciting. It's too late. It's on the interwebs. Oh uh, darn. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly Snowy who who does all of that. And yeah. Oh man, what? What else do I say? Oh, Snowy is currently giving away one of these BB-8 headbands that are interactive with the land from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So if you follow her on Instagram and Facebook, you can enter for a chance to win that. And Chris is entering right now. (laughs) (laughs) And just thank you for having us both on. That was amazing. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Chris, where can people reach you on the interwebs? Uh, Big Daddy CMB. That's D-A-D-D-D-Y CMB. (laughs) Uh, And you can find me on Facebook as well through the Dcast. Don't come to my personal page. (laughs) And Sean, where can people reach you? Uh, Big Papa Disney at Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can find me and everything about the Dcast at the Dcast podcast on Instagram. Or just go to Dcast.net. All of our social media is there. And make sure you go to the DizInsider.com for the latest yes. in Disney news. They're covering park news. You're going to be blogging for them soon here, I've Sean. written a couple things. You ha- I haven't yes, yes, like three things. I, at least three. Yeah. You need yeah. to tag me in those. I don't know you started writing for can them already. Can you tag? 
Okay, you have to show me how to do that. <laughs> hey, hey, Andy. You have a teenager. Hey, hey um, um, Skylar, if you're is Skylar, is Skylar watching, or is the Disney Center watching? Right Skylar, hey, um, we have. You, you like writing? Yes. She well, obviously we have a good parks reporter here, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting Brooke out there in Snowy Snowbear. So, does, does Skylar. Get a hold of Brooke over here. So yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, he just Skyler just got on when you said that. <laughs> hey, Skyler, we need to talk. We need to like talk about here. about press and everything, and uh, we need a thumbnail for this episode. And we love you, man. You're amazing. All you guys are amazing. And so with that, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the D. Guys, make sure you follow us on all the various social media networks. And you've been listening to the special Galaxy's Edge edition of the, the D Cast. Are we done? I think so. <laughs> are we? Are we? I'm still recording. Yeah. Are we oh, done? It's up to you. If, I mean, I, I, just, I just need I need something at the end to put. Need something at the end? Yeah. I say we keep going. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm off. <laughs>